Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we will be learning Daf Pei Dalid Amud Aleph from the Mishnah, three lines from the top of the Amud. Says the Mishnah, Kol Hanechal Bishar Hagadol, anything in the carbon Pesach that can be eaten in a large ox, meaning any part of the animal that's soft enough and edible enough that even after the animal is big and mature, it remains soft enough to eat, that may be eaten and considered a fulfillment of the mitzvah of carbon Pesach if it's eaten in a soft, gedi, a young goat. And the rashe kenofayim, which seems to be like the edges of the rib cage, the hasechusim and other cartilage. Now, how the rashe kenofayim, the hasechusim, fits with the sentence that we just said, like what about the rashe kenofayim and sechusim, that we will see in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Rabba Rami, Rabba asked a question. Tanan kol ha'ne'echal b'shor ha'godol ye'ochel b'gdi harach. The Mishnah told us that anything that could be eaten, any part of the animal that's edible in a shor ha'godol, may be eaten in a g'di harach, as we just learned. So it would seem, v'she'enoi ne'echal, and that which cannot be eaten in a shor ha'godol, lo'i, may not be eaten even in a soft g'di, even if it's edible in the g'di. But let's look at the second half of the Mishnah. The Rashi Kenofayim and Sechusim, those are parts of the animal that are only soft in a, in a young, uh, a smaller animal. These are not edible in the Shor HaGadol. These are not edible in a large ox. So rather... It must be that the Mishnah is really telling us a machloikis tanoim, the hachikotani, and this is the way that we should read the Mishnah. Kol hanechal b'shor hagadol yeochel bigdi harach. Anything that's edible in a large axe may be eaten, even in a soft gedi. And something that's not edible, lohi, something that's not edible should not be eaten. That's the shita of the first Manda Omar in the Mishnah. And now we bring, the second part of the Mishnah is bringing a second shita. And some say, that even the parts of the animal of Rashi Kenofayim and Sechusim, which do harden in a Shor Hagodol, may be eaten in a Gedi Harach as a Kiyom of the Mitzvah of Karben Pesach. So that was the way that, the, the according to Rabbah, the way that the Gemara explains the Mishnah. Rava has a different shot. Rava Omar, Rava says, Mahain Kotani. That the end of the Mishnah is an explanation of the beginning of the Mishnah. Mahain, what are they? Kotani. That's what the Mishnah means to say. Vahari Kotani. And this is the way the Mishnah is read. Kol Hanechal Bishur Hagodol Bishilka. Anything that could be eaten in a Shor Hagodol in a large axe. Bishilka, if it is very well cooked, 
Now this is very interesting. In other words, we're changing the Pshat and the Mishnah. We're saying the Mishnah is not saying that anything that could be eaten in a Shor HaGadol without any intervention, and that that's the only meat that's considered food, that's considered basar, and therefore even in a Gedi Harach you could only eat those foods that would be Nechal, Bishar HaGadol, without intervention? No. We're saying that when the Mishnah said that anything that could be eaten in a Shor HaGadol, could be eaten in a Gedi Harach, means anything that through intervention could be eaten in a Shor HaGadol, is considered enough edible that in a Gedi Harach, where it does not need that intervention, it may be eaten as part of the Kiyom of the Mitzvah of eating from the Karben Pesach. So Rav says, Mahein Katani. It's an explanation, Vahachi Katani. And this is how we read the Mishnah. Kol Haneechal Bishor Hagodol Bishilko. Anything that can be eaten in a large axe, even after it is very well cooked, Ye Ochel Bigdi Harach Bitsli. It may be eaten with, with, with a soft Gedi. Even when it's when it's roasted, because the carbon pesach, as we know, cannot be cooked. That's not one of the options with the carbon pesach. So what the Mishnah is really saying is, how do I, I'm roasting this gedi? I'm roasting this small young animal. How do I identify which parts of the animal are considered basar? Anything that even if this was a large axe. I would be able to cook it enough that it would soften enough that I could eat it. So in the Gedi, when I'm roasting it, I can consider that part of the Achila, of the eating of the carbon Pesach. And then we say, Umahain, and what are they? What are, what are the parts of the animal that weigh a Shor HaGodal, if it's Beshilka, if it's cooked and softened through cooking, that it's edible? Oh, it's that part, those parts of the animals that's mentioned, Rashi Kenofayim Vahasechusin. And the Gemara brings a raya to this way of reading the Mishnah. Tanya Kavose de Rava, we have a Brysa that says like Rava, because the Brysa says, anything that can be eaten, any part of the animal that's ro'i la'achila, that's able to be eaten in a large axe, bishilka, when it is cooked, yeochel bigdi harach, it could be eaten as fulfillment of the mitzvah of eating the carbon pesach in a gedi harach, bitzli, um, when it is roasted, umahein, and what are what are those cases? Roshe kenafayim v'hasechusim, the the edges of the ribs and the cartilage, and the brisa adds here that vigidin harachin, that soft sinews, soft gidin nidainin kebasar can be considered like meat, and when one eats them, he's makayim the mitzvah of eating from the carbon pesach, and additionally, if one signs up to eat the Gidin Harachin in someone's Karben Pesach, that's a valid sign-up because that's considered an Achila in the Karben Pesach. Now that this Brysa, in the end of the Brysa, mentioned this concept of that some Gidin, some of the Gidin can be considered like Basar, the Gemara discusses the Halacha of Gidin. Itmar, the Halacha was said, Gidin Shesayfan Lahakshois, Gidin that are going to harden, if you have Gidin, that eventually will harden. So now we have an issue. Right now they're edible. 
but they're 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 the part they're a part of the animal that in the future as the animal matures they're going to toughen up and not be edible. So do we look at them as they are now and say that they're edible now, so they're considered part of the animal, part of the basar of the animal, and it's part of the achilas carbon pesach? Or do we look at it the way it is, the way it's going to be when it's fully mature, and where it will not be an edible part of the carbon pesach? So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says that it's a machloikis, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlokish. Rabbi Yochanan, Omar, Rabbi Yochanan says, Nimnin aleyem bepesach. You could sign up to eat those parts, those gidim, um, for the carbon pesach. In other words, they are a valid fulfillment of the mitzvah of eating the carbon pesach. And if you sign up to eat the gidim, if that's what's left on the list for the sign up for that particular carbon, your that your your sign up is valid, and that's considered a kiyam of the mitzvah of carbon pesach. Rishlokish Omar Rishlokish says, Ein nimnin aleyem bepesach. One may not sign up um, um, to eat these gidin in the carbon pesach. And the Gemara explains, Rabbi Yochanan, Omar nimnim aleyem. Rabbi Yochanan says, You can sign up for these gidin because basar hashta azlinon. We go after the way the gidim are now. And right now, they are edible. Rishlokish Omar Einimnen Aleyem. Rishlokish says you cannot sign up for these Gidin. Basar Besoif Azlinon. Because we go based on the way that they will be. And the way they will be is that they will not be edible. Eisvei Rishlokish L'Rabi Yochanan. Rishlokish asked the Kasha on Rabi Yochanan. Rishlokish who says that they may not be, they may not be used as part of the achila, the eating of the carbon pesach, he asked the kasha to Rabbi Yochanan, who said that they may be used. And the question that he asked was from our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, "Kol haneechal b'shor hagodol yeochel b'gedi horach." That anything that can be eaten by a shor hagodol may be eaten b'gedi horach umahein. And the Mishnah had given. Examples, Rashi Kinofayim v'hasichusim. This is actually not exactly our Mishnah. This is the brisa that was brought in support of Rava's explanation of our Mishnah, where he puts in the words mahain. And what are those parts of the animal? The Rashi Kinofayim and Sechusim. So Rishlakish made a diok to Rabbi Yochanan. And he said, Hani in. These, yes, these are, are examples of something that can be eaten, um, in, in a Gedi Harach, despite the fact that in a Shor Hagodol they will be, uh, they won't be edible. Avol Gidin Shesoifon Lahakshes, but it sounds like Gidin that eventually will harden, light, that that's not included. So it's from the, from the omission of Gidin Shesoifan Lahakshois in this Brysa, it seems that that's not included and it's not considered eating from the Garden Pesach. Omar Lei, he said to him, no, that's not, it's not exclusive. Tonohani, the Mishnah brought the example of Rashi Kenafayim and Sechusim, the Huadin Lahanach, but the same thing is true for these. And, 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 because go after the reason. Hani, my timer, what's the reason by the Rashi Kinofayim and Sechusim? 
the hummus achli b'shor hagado b'shilka. Because through cooking, through, through softening them, they would be edible by a shor hagadol. So even once they are hardened, there's a way to soften them and to eat them. So hanoch nami, so these gidim, these sinews that are going to harden, they're also misachli b'shor hagadol b'shilka. They're also, even after they mature in a shor hagadol, they could be eaten b'shilka if they're cooked. And therefore, um, even though lebesayif they won't be edible, but even lebesayif there's a way for them to be edible, and therefore they would be included in the achila of the carbon pesach. Omale Rabbi Yirmiya le Rabbi Yirmiya had a request from Rav Oven. He said to Rav Oven as follows: Ki azlis lekamei When you go in front of the great Rabavahu. Ramile, I would like you to ask him the following question. Mi Oma Rabbi Yochanan? Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that Gidim Shesoifan Lahakshois, that Gidim that are eventually going to harden, that Nimnen Aleim Bepesach, that you could be, you could sign up based on them for the carbon Pesach? Alma basar hashta azlinon. So this sounds like Rabbi Yochanan says we look at the matter the way it is now, and if right now it's edible, so you can eat it. But Rishlakish asked the shaila from Rabbi Yochanan, and he asked him as follows: Oir harosh shall egel harach mahu sheyitame. The 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 skin the ur the of the of of the soft ur the ur of the head of a soft calf does it become tame tomas oichlin? In other words, we know that the halacha is that something that foods have different uh, halachas of tuma than other other objects do. And there are levels of tumma which are which only food and drink is susceptible to, but let's say kalim, for example, other vessels would not be susceptible to. That's a category called tumas oichlim. So it's very important to know when we're dealing with tumma with impurity, if we are dealing with oichlim, with something that's considered halachically food, or if we're dealing with some other material. So Rishlakish asked Rabbi Yechanan, what the halacha is with with the ur, with the hide, the 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 skin of the head of a of a soft calf, which will harden and not be edible, but is it metame tumas oichlim based on the way it is now? <coughs> the Omar Loy and Rabbi Yechonon responded to him, "Ain metame. It is not metame tumas oichlim." So you see that Rabbi Yochanan was concerned with the way it is going to be, not the way that it is now. Alma basar You see that we go based on the way it is in the end. So how is it that when it came to our case of Gidin Shasoifan Lahakshais, of Gidim that are going to harden, that Rabbi Yochanan was only concerned with the way it is now? Omar So when he asked this question to Rabbi Vo, Rabavo responded the following. He said, "The Ramalach, 
The one who asked you this question is not concerned with his flower. What does that mean? That means that he's grinding flour and he's not taking care of his flour. He's not being careful in his question. It was a way of criticizing the meticulousness of the question, that it wasn't meticulous, it wasn't fully researched. Why not? Because you're asking a question from an answer that Rabbi Yochanan gave to Rish Lakish regarding the Or Haroish of an Egel Harach. But Hohodar be Rabbi Yochanan legabe de Rish Lakish. But we know that Rabbi Yochanan was Chayzer. Rabbi Yochanan changed his mind and ended up agreeing with Rish Lakish that it is considered a, 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 Oichel and and uh, and it is mitame to masoichlin. Hahodar be Rabbi Yochanan legabe dirishlokish. Rabbi Yochanan was choiser legabe rishlokish veomarli, and he said to him, "Al takditeni, don't try to slug me up. Don't don't uh, don't ask me this kasha, because as Rashi explains, rishlokish had found a mishnah that seems to say openly that has that it has a din like basar shabeloshin yachid ani shayna oisa, because I read that mishnah as being a das yachid that we don't paskin like, but in the end he acquiesced and he said yes, that is the halacha, and he did look at it basar hashta. Okay, let's see the next Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Um, with the Mishnah now is discussing um, two halachas that we have become experts in over the last few Amudim. And one of the first one is the Isser to break a bone in the carbon Pesach. And the second one is the Isser to leave over from the Korban Pesach. And the Mishnah says as follows. If somebody breaks a bone in a Tahar Korban Pesach, as we've learned in the past, that there are Shittos, that if the Korban Pesach is no longer Tahar, it is mutter to break the bones of the Korban Pesach. But what calls man, as long as it is Tahar and edible, and it's uh, and it's able to be eaten as a kiyom of the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, so then the um, the Pasuk that says, Ve'etzem lo'i sishbiru boy, that you should not break a bone in the Korban Pesach, applies. And if somebody violates that lo'i sasei, ha'reze lo'i he gets malkas, he gets that's 40 malkas. Avol, however, hamoisir betahar. If somebody leaves over from the carbon Pesach until the morning, although he is violating a lav, it says, loisoisiru mimenu, don't leave over from it. Vehashoiver betame. And somebody who breaks the bones of a carbon Pesach once it is tame, he does not get Malkus. Now, why someone who leaves over from the Korban Pesach does not uh, get Malkus, we'll see in the Gemara. Um, the, and, uh, okay, let's see the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Bishlama Moisir Bitahar. Bishlama, the, the, it makes sense, the halacha that you said that if you leave over from the Korban Pesach, in a manner of tahara, in a manner when the carbon Pesach is still tahar, that you still don't get malchus, detanya, this is because of what it says in a brisa. Because the brisa says, loisai siru mi menu ad boiker mi menu ad boiker. The brisa quotes the lav that says, don't leave over from the carbon Pesach until the morning, but if you do leave over until the morning, you should burn it. 
And the Brisa comments about this Pasuk. Boha Kosov Lite Nase Achar Loisase. The Pasuk comes to give us an Ase, something to do after the violation of a Loisase. Loimar to tell you Sheinoi Loike. That you should not, that you don't, do not get malchus, because the Torah is saying instead of the ramifications of leaving over from the carbon pesach being malchus, no, the Torah immediately says what should be done. That there's a mitzvah sase to be mesakein to lava nitekla ase to be mesakein the the problem the the michshel of having left over from the carbon pesach until the morning. There's a mitzvah sase to burn the carbon pesach. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yaakov Oimer. Rabbi Yaakov says, Loi min Hashem huzeh. This is not, not from this Pasuk. Do we know that there's no Malkus? The, the source that there's no Malkus for leaving over from the carbon Pesach is for another reason. Elo mishum dehavale lav she'ein boimaisa. Rather, because it is a love that does not have a Misa. The, one of the rules of Malchus is that you can only get Malchus for violating something that came about through an action. Any Avera that is done through an inaction, you cannot get Malchus for. And since leaving over from the carbon Pesach, by definition, means not eating it, basically remaining inactive... There would be no Malkus, the Ain Lake in Olav, and you do not get Malkus. Ella, but the Gemara asks, Shaiver Betame, if somebody breaks um, the bones of a carbon Pesach when it's Tame Minolan, how do we know that in that case that there is no Malkus? The Torah says, don't break the bones. So who says that if it's Tame, then you're allowed to break the bones? The Gemara explains the Omar Kra because the Pasuk says the etzem loisishberu boy that a bone shouldn't be broken in it, meaning in it the kosher tahar animal. Boy be kosher in it when it is kosher, because that's what we're talking about, a carbon pesach that's being eaten. The assumption is that it's kosher, veloy be and not if it is puzzle, and we'll stop here for today. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.